I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, you guys. Welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. I, I should preface, if you have not seen the teaser that, that Michael did, you have to go, what, what's the easiest way to find it? You should stop this now. It's it's, oh, it's 88 seconds of, of good um, times. It's, uh, my YouTube channel is TimTimFed, T-I-M-T-I-M-F-E-D, and it'll be that one. Or if you just type in like Star Wars, Force Awakens, George Lucas, it'll probably be the top result. So where did you get the idea for the, for your version of the teaser? Right. So um, originally I was working on this dumb idea for the teaser where... um. So we have that cross, uh, that shot where there's the lightsaber, it comes out, pew, and then the other two come out, pew, pew, mm-hmm. and so it's like this, this, this triple thing. And then um, I thought it would be kind of funny and really stupid to just make that happen with every single thing in the trailer. <laughs> so I have, I could show you later, like I've got all these like um, After Effects comps of basically John Boyega pops up and then his head sort of splits into two other little heads that kind of come out of his ears. And the same thing happens with uh, Daisy Ridley's, uh, her speeder bike that's flying and then two little speeder bikes come out the sides. And that was sort of the joke. And then a Millennium Falcon and two little Millennium Falcons come out the side just to match the lightsaber. But I didn't think that was that funny. And then um, I just sort of left it and thought, oh, I just went to a Star Wars thing. And then I was, I think I was going somewhere and I thought like, oh crap, that's a good idea. The George Lucas thing. Um, you know, you look in interviews with George, and, he, and they're like, why did you change the original films, George? And he says, like, oh, well, in, in 1977, when I made the film, we just didn't have access to technology that I wanted to make the film. And it's like, that I can understand that for some of the CGI shots and for some of the CGI creatures, sure. But in 1977, you didn't have the capability to put R2 behind eight rocks instead of three. And in that special edition, R2's hiding, they just CGI rocks in front of him. It's like, what the fuck was that? It's... I I love... <laughs> Just in this discussion, there is a lot of Easter eggs for if for people that have seen the uh, your teaser. Oh yeah, and 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 my little dumb teaser thing. There was one joke in it that I was sure nobody would get. The only people that would get it would be the sort of people that would listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. which is just in the shot of that new kind of rolling soccer ball droid. Mm-hmm. I just obscured him behind a bunch of rocks that I just you know it's a very that, obscure joke, but I that, thought it'd be appreciated. That is one that I've had to explain to a couple of people, and then when they. You know, because a lot of people maybe haven't even, you know, seen that on the Blu-ray. How many discs that thing's got? Like 10 discs or something. It's it's a lot of stuff to go through. Absolutely. Hmm. So you had the idea. How long did it take to Um, do it? Well, I knew it was pretty key to get it out as soon as possible Mm -hmm. in order to get max market saturation. But uh, it probably took about eight hours in total. I sort of put about four hours one night and then I woke up and I put the other four hours in and just finished it off and did a little bit of sound design. Um, eight hours that's incredible oh well we we work quick we uh we always um you know when you work in sort of the indie film scene and you're trying to make uh tiny budgets into big budgets you've got to learn to make stuff really really quickly Mm -hmm. and um but i I love kind of sitting down at my computer and doing visual effects Uh, for me that's more fun than fun like i I could do that forever 
let's go through each part of the trailer. So the the opening bit with John Boyega sticking his head up. That's obviously in the skyline. There's a a, a coruscant level of traffic. Yeah, yeah. And then a few dewbacks. And I, that's just instantly so funny. Like, <laughs> and speaking of fun, that opening shot of Boyega is so good. I love it. I love everything about it. There's more goof, like cartoon goofy fun in that little moment than I can remember in the prequels. Like the just expression on his face, how sweaty it is, how kind of comical it is that he enters frame mm. so abruptly. It's just wonderful. What are the changes? You had uh, Django Fett is uh, one of the stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd put that in there as a little bit. That's sort of referencing more than more than Django as a character, but less Django the character and more Timura Morrison's uh, voice in the remastered edition because he's they redubbed Boba Fett yeah. as Django as a Timura. And that was a weird choice. I, I always just feel sorry for the actors. It's like, my claim to fame was I was the voice of Boba Fett. It's like, not anymore! Yeah. The Albuquerque Comic Con just called. Yeah. They've cancelled your appearance. What? <laughs> and then, <laughs> I just love this because it just shouldn't even be there. Just just a shot of sliced noodles. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't figure out who I was going to put in from that scene, but I knew I wanted one of them from that scene. But that's such a, that's such a, a frustrating scene as well, the whole uh, the, uh, musical number in Jabba's Palace, uh, Jabba's Palace because uh, I liked the original music more. It was just a bit more relaxed, and it's so in your face in the new version. Mm. Um, whatever that song is. Yeah, and I also like... You know, for other films, I'm not so hard on it. But for Star Wars, I just want to see what you could film if it was actually there. Mm. And I don't reckon you could get a camcorder down that dude's mouth. I agree. Um, that, that's a big thing that I hate in films. The only film that I... Uh, Gravity... I, I really forgave this sin in Gravity. But one thing I can't stand in films is when cameras do things they can't do. Like, yeah. Um, oh, there's... What's the movie I'm thinking of? Like, um, in Matrix uh, Revolutions, I think it is. Or Matrix Reloaded, sorry. When Neo's having that fight with, like, a thousand uh, Hugo Weavings, then the camera kind of starts in this bird's eye view, and it goes down, and it sort of orbits around, and then, like, flies past these guys, and flies past this guy. It's like, what? Just lock down your camera and show the scene. Like, this looks like a video game where you haven't joined the server yet, and you're in spectator mode, so you're just flying around like a nut. Yeah. I can't stand that stuff. So after Slice Noodles, we had Daisy Ridley on the speeder bike. And then you've got a young Jabba the Hutt young profiling. Young Jabba, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jabba there's, um, there's a couple of other little monsters in the background there. They're like the tall ones that were somewhere in Mos Eisley. The, the Rontos. Rontos. And uh, again, the kind of Corrigenti, just flying ships. They seem to be such a throwaway visual effect in the prequels. It's just like any scene, what are we going to do? Like, oh, just put some ships in the background. Yeah. I like the Coruscant, like all the ships. Me like, too, me too. Yeah, but the, the Tatooine one, it's sort of, I don't know, it's so weird. I, I don't want to go, like, we talk about it so much, but it's just, what goes on in that man's head? I have no idea. There's that great um interview, uh, is it Rick Berman or is Rick Berman the Star Trek guy? Rick McCallum? Rick McCallum is Rick who McCallum's you think of. Rick McCallum's the Star Wars guy? Yep. Um, 
and behind the scenes of Phantom Menace. I talk about it as on those wonderful red letter media um, reviews, which undoubtedly you've seen, which yeah. is so amazing. What an angry man. Oh, man. But he's so proud of it. That yeah. there, there isn't a single shot in the film without a visual effect. Every frame is so dense. It's got so much stuff going on in it. It's like, that's not really something to boast about, you know? Uh, it's like Jackson Pollock being like, there's so many splodges. On my painting, there's so many splodges. It's like, that's not what the point is. I, I did love... I don't know. <laughs> Did you have the heart standing there? It was so dumb. <laughs> Just so like inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> Just adds nothing. <laughs> More window dressing quickly. <laughs> then you had uh, the X-Wing pilot, uh, Oscar Isaacs. And I was a bit confused by this one about the blaster bolt that sort oh, of... really? This yeah. is my favorite joke in, in the trailer. Okay. Um so th- this is just to play on the whole Greedo shooting first thing. Ah. Because, um, in the remastered edition, when Greedo shoots first, they have this awful visual effect where they just kind of take Harrison Ford and kind of just like digitally move his head like a puppet to avoid a laser. And so that's the joke of that scene. It's just that I've taken ah. his head and just moved it to dodge a laser just like uh, Han Solo's head in the cantina. Yeah, that's such a shitty visual effect in the remastered editions. Like, it's like they just take a 2D cutout and just like move the head South Park style to avoid a blaster. That has to be the bizarrest change in Star Wars. Not only is it a bizarre change, you did it shit. Oh, dear. Like, you'd think it's like they'd just go, yeah, we can't make this look good. We'll just keep it with what people are used to for 25 years. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's so bad. It, it changes, you know, so much has been written about the whole Greedo thing. But, but it, it changes it's... the character. It changes the tone of the film. It just, it... oh, I don't know. I, I feel like if young George Lucas watched the remastered editions, he wouldn't be like, finally in my vision. He'd be like, what the fuck has happened? first time I saw Star Wars, I was like, man, R2 was pretty exposed. He should have had a couple more rocks in front of him. Yeah, that really really grinded my gears as a kid. But that's the thing. Rocks. Like, what? (laughs) What? Rocks. It's rocks. (laughs) Why? Why rocks? And, like, I want to see the documentary the day that George Lucas goes into ILM and goes... Yeah, we've got to get some rocks in front of this droid. Like, the reaction on people's... F- the blank looks of just like... All right, then. Yeah, rocks. It's just... It is bizarre. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just... a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. 
week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys, as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash steel wars. And may that force be with you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.